Do you struggle with separating 10% of your income to charity? What if I were to tell you that you really should be giving away 20%? Welcome to the Transformative Duff. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 50 of Tractate Silbus, and we learn that tzedakah doesn't only apply to money. Just as we give away our cash, we must allocate at least 10% of our time to charity. Today's Transformative Duff message is generously dedicated by Bruno Serfati in honor of the Hilula, the Yorzeit of his dear father, Meir Ben Yedidja. Meir was born in Marrakesh, Morocco, one of nine children. He lost his father when he was only 14. They then had to fend for themselves. Meir made his way to France, where he studied medicine and dentistry. He was a good father who sadly was also taken from us only days before his grandson's bris. But as a result, Joseph was named Mayor Yosef in his memory. We wish Bruno long life. Welcome to the Transformative Duff and thank you for being my Havrissa today. I like to begin with a story. How many fingers do you have on each hand? Five, right? Actually, of course, you have four fingers and a thumb. When you close your hand and make a fist, only the four fingers land on the palm of your hand. Your thumb remains separate, sitting over and above the fingers. Why is that? My grandfather's Rebbe, Rabbi Shal Brach, would explain that when you consume of the toil of your palms, you will be happy and it will be good for you. Only four fingers, however, associated with the palm of the hand. The thumb, one-fifth of your hand's digits, you should not consume. That's reserved for charity. Let's look at today's Gemara. Rabbi Ilah said in Usha, the sages instituted that one who dispenses his money to charity should not dispense more than one-fifth. That opinion is also taught in Abraisa. One who dispenses should not dispense more than one-fifth, lest he render himself destitute and need the help of other people. And an incident occurred involving a certain individual who sought to dispense more than one-fifth to charity, and his friend did not allow him. And who was he? Rabbi Yeshevav. And some say that Rabbi Yesheva was the overly generous one, and his friend did not allow him. And who was the friend? Rabbi Akiva. Rav Nachman said, and some say it was Rav Achavar Yaakov who said, What is the scriptural source? And of all that you shall give me, tithe I shall surely tithe unto you. Let's analyze the Gemara. When our patriarch Yaakov awakens from his moving dream about the angels ascending and descending the ladder, he declares his awe for heaven and pledges that if Hashem protects him on his journey, he pledges to tithe, surely tithe. The verse is the source for the word for giving charity in English. In Hebrew, the word means to give a tenth. With the passage of time, tenth morphed into the distinctive word tithe used specifically to denote a charitable tenth. In Usha, the rabbis enacted that while tithing one's income is honorable, one should not be overly zealous. One's charitable giving should not exceed a double tithe, as it may lead to one's own impoverishment. The sages derive this maximum sum from Yaakov's declaration, where he repeats the word tithe, concluding that 20% is the limit of charitable munificence. Let's talk about what portion of our income we allocate to charitable giving. While this teaching is something we would all like to struggle with, only once in my rabbinic career have I had to deal with a situation where someone had a Yetzahara to give more than 20% to tzedakah. On that occasion, I received a call from a woman who wanted me to speak to her husband because she felt that his charitable habits were seriously impacting their personal financial lives. While he was known in town as a big bald tzedakah, giving generously to all in need, she described the sacrifices that she was being asked to make at home, from clothing to vacation spending. 
Sure enough, when we later met, it became clear that this man was a compulsive tzedakah giver. He simply couldn't turn anyone away, and it was indeed affecting his own shalom bias and bottom line. But frankly speaking, the majority of people don't suffer from such challenges. Most struggle with allocating their requisite 10% to tzedakah, let alone 20%. Even personally, I'll be open with you, it's been many years since I've given away chomish, a fifth to tzedakah. Those were the days. I was single and living under my parents' roof. I was appointed to my first pulpit at Newtown Synagogue. And so with very little in the way of personal financial expenses, I was able to allocate chomish to tzedakah. In fact, when I got married, my mother pulled my wife aside and warned her, just watch his tzedakah habits. He might look like he has a decent income, but he ends up giving most of it back to the shul. At any rate, once I was married and living independently, rest assured, I quickly realized that Chomesh, a fifth, was an incredible luxury. Meiser, one-tenth, is challenging enough. Nevertheless, our Gemara offers a helpful insight and tool to assist in our Meiser obligation. Sometimes we feel overstretched when we separate a tenth of our earnings to tzedakah. But really, doing so is only half of what we should be aiming for giving. Chomesh, says the Gemara, is the ultimate goal that we should be striving to give. Think about it like this. If you were running a five-mile race, you would start to get tired as you reach the four-mile mark. But if you were running a 10-mile race at the four-mile mark, you're not even halfway. At that point, psychologically, you don't start to tire because you've braced yourself for the long run ahead. Likewise, if you put the 10% charitable number in your head, it'll feel difficult to give away that much of your money. But if you instill in your mind that you really should be giving away 20%, then 10% feels like a bargain. And so the first important lesson here is a reminder to be vigilant in calculating our charitable dollars. That first 10% is not our money. It's money that the Almighty has entrusted with us to administer to the needy. It's not ours to keep. We're mere stewards of his funds. If we don't distribute it as heaven intended, he'll find other ways to extract it, like unexpected auto repairs and the like, God forbid. That tenth is sacred. To ensure that duty is maintained appropriately, one approach I find helpful is to maintain a separate account that doesn't belong to me. On my banking app, I have a savings pot. Whenever I get paid, 10% immediately comes off the top and is deposited into that account. That money is then my discretionary tzedakah account. On occasion, I might need to borrow from those funds, but I know that I owe that money and I'll make sure to pay it back as quickly as I can. But that's all well and good for the MISO, the 10th obligation. How do we reach the ideal level of giving Chomesh a fifth to tzedakah? My good friend Don is extraordinarily philanthropic, but he doesn't just write the check and send you away. He takes an active interest in the people and institutions that he supports. One day we were sitting around the table dealing with a crisis in the community. I felt bad knowing that Don has a huge corporation to take care of and more pressing matters to deal with. And so I told him not to worry and we could handle the issue. He responded with an incredible idea. My father, he tells me, has always taught me that it's not enough just to give 10% of your money to tzedakah. That's easy. Your obligation is to give 10% of your everything. That includes 10% of your time, 10% of your headspace, and 10% of what you worry about and lose sleep over at night. Yes, I have business affairs to take care of, but they can wait. At the moment, I'm engaged in dealing with my charitable hours. I'm quite positive that Don's charitable giving is in the Chomesh, the one-fifth realm. But he doesn't stop there. He dedicates countless hours of his days and weeks to assisting and guiding Jewish communal needs. 
Most people might not have the material wherewithal to give as much as Don does, but we all have an equal number of hours in the day and an equal number of days in the week. If you don't yet have the financial means to give 20% to tzedakah, start by giving your second tithe in time. Let's say you work 40 hours a week. That means you should be allocating four hours a week to volunteer work. Strictly speaking, there are no limits on the amount of time that we are allowed to allocate to helping others. But oftentimes, unless we carve out time for others, we end up getting so involved with ourselves and our own families that there's no time left for anyone else. Just like your monetary tzedakah account, the way to ensure that you allocate your time appropriately is to diarize the time on your calendar. An hour at a shul board meeting, another volunteering at a soup kitchen, a further hour helping a neighbor son with his chumash homework, and a final hour learning with a Torah beginner, and voila, you've reached your four tzedakah hours. Simply put, if we don't carve out the time and clarify how it's being spent, it just won't happen. Maybe you would like to give 20% to tzedakah, but your current financial situation doesn't seem to allow for it. Ask yourself, how much would I need to make in order to give chomesh? Once you figure out what that figure is, don't be shy to ask Hashem to increase you. If He has put a 20% clause in the Gemara, then you deserve to be able to reach that limit. The key is to know your number, and when He does open His heavenly treasure chest, keep your promise, and He will continue to increase you even further. And in the meantime, Show him you're serious by dispensing your second tithe as charitable hours. May you merit abundance and prosperity in every aspect of your life, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the transformative duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe. To achieving a life of simcha and purpose, transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicopress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daft.